This podcast, episode 10, Avengers Endgame Reviews. Spoiler alert, if you are the one person on planet Earth who has not yet seen Avengers Endgame, you may want to stop listening now, because we're going to discuss it in detail, or as much as we can. So with that said, onward and upward, let's start the show. What's shaking, my brother? Kevin. Kevin. Dude. It is Sunday. Oh. It is April 28th, 2019. And we are dead smack at the center of oh. one of the craziest fandom weekends one, I can remember in recent history. One of the biggest. <laughs> one of the in, like in, I, in fandom weekend in fandom. I, um Bigger than The Force Awakens. This is the part that kills me. As a fan, I feel spoiled. I feel like, oh my god, like people gave me too many birthday presents at my birthday party. And I feel like, <laughs> I like, oh my god, I feel so embarrassed because I like, oh, I have too much. Yeah. I have too much stuff right now, Kev. Trust me. Um, I've been biting my lip. Remember, I saw this Thursday. Yeah. I, I haven't talked to every person that I've talked to or like, shut up. No spoilers. Shut up. <laughs> right, right. It's been hard. It's been hard. Okay, just so. for context, just for context, in case somebody's listening to this like ten years in the future, um, <laughs> this weekend we have at the same time. Well, first we have Avengers Endgame, which uh, you know, arguably the biggest film of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into details. Uh, on top of that, in a little over an hour, uh, season eight, episode three of Game of Thrones, probably the biggest episode of Game of Thrones of all time. Half the cast probably going to die tonight, yeah. so I'm like, like getting hyped up for that. But we got to get this uh, this review in for for Endgame. We've both seen it now, yeah. and we're, we're both loaded up to talk about it. There's so much to talk about. So I'm going to say I'm going to say this is probably going to be part one of our Endgame review, and I don't know when we're going to do part two. Yeah. Maybe after Game of Thrones, but we're going to have so much more to talk about. Uh, this is going to continue to be a topic uh, in fandom culture for a while because yeah. this film is huge. Yeah. This film is, you know. Um, on a level that's never been uh, achieved before. Yes. So, um, uh, with, with that said, uh, let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So you saw it, saw it long before I did. You saw it on Thursday. I did see it. I saw it Thursday. It was like one of the first showings, six o'clock. So, um, like I said, man, like next day at work, it was hard. <laughs> it was yeah. hard not to talk about it all yeah. weekend. All weekend, um, right. I wanted to talk okay. about it, and just no one, no one I could talk to about it. Until I totally, yeah. I totally understand that because <laughs> yeah. because I saw it by myself last night. Yeah, uh, and uh, I got out of the movie at two in the morning. Okay, um, and I was alone, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I came home and I'm and I'm like up all night alone because I'm like I work nights and I'm not nocturnal. Yeah, uh, so uh, 
But then I like all night I was busting and I was just I was Facebook posting like crazy, yeah, yeah. even though nobody was awake to respond to or to see it. Um, but I ended up posting like three Facebook posts that were so full of spoilers that I ended up taking them all down before oh, really? morning. Oh, okay. Anybody saw them. Uh, but it was like, I was just like having the conversation about this movie in my own head. It would not stop. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, there is. There is. So, so yeah, uh, spoilerific. So this is going to be a spoilerific review. So like Jeremy I mean, said, it's, I, I don't even, I don't even feel like we should say that because everybody's yeah. seen this already, right? Like yeah, everybody. Yeah, you're right. Well, put it this way, the theater I saw that it was playing in five theaters and all of yep. them were sold out. Yep. There was like um, ones and twos like throughout the theater yeah. at most. Mostly same, same with me. Same with yeah. me. Like I bought, I bought my ticket literally last minute and um, I, I was picking between two showings and there was like there, I, there was like one seat in each of the two showings that yeah, I was yeah. trying to do. I just picked the better seat of the two shows. Yeah. I, got in the, I got in the back row. It's a good seat. Sit, seated between two strangers who, okay. uh, you know, I don't think they minded me too much. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> I actually, sat, I actually sat in the back row for this one too. So yeah, yeah, because that's all that was left <laughs> when I was buying sure. my tickets. That was the only two I could find together. And um, I bought so, my tickets like a like when did they go on sale? A month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Remember, you've been t- you've been telling me uh, the date and time of your yeah. Endgame showing for it feels like two three months. Yeah, but, yeah, for uh, real. So um, yeah, yeah, let's jump into this, man. So, so like top line reaction, just based on your expectations. We've spent a year now uh, theorizing and expecting this movie, and um, just top line, what, what what do you? How does it meet up to your expectation? Oh, it exceeded my expectations, dude. Like, yeah. I okay. So we talked about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the show. We had her. Um, you came up with some really good theories, and. I was they're like, all wrong. Yeah, but I was like, dude, that sounds like that sounds on point. You know what I mean? Like I remember really thinking this could be like like dude, like where'd you get the script? <laughs> and I don't even remember. I don't even yeah. remember half my theories. Yeah. But I I know that watching the movie that like most of them were completely out. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Let's like from the get go, uh let's just do you want let's like start breaking it down? Like even the yeah, opening okay, the opening okay, scene. Yeah. Dude, the the opening scene was so good. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, like Hawkeye and his family, and yeah. you know, this is something everybody talked about. Where was Hawkeye in the first movie? Yeah. And you know, we were told, well, he's probably still got his ankle bracelet on. I'm, I'm like, I'm still like, so what? He's got his ankle bracelet on with all this shit that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody's stopping to pick up Hawkeye, or Hawkeye's going to get involved. But whatever. Okay, we'll forgive that. Uh, we do get this awesome scene though. Um, uh, this very haunting scene, yes. uh, which. Which very, which very well connects the final moment of Infinity War to yeah. the opening moment of Endgame. Basically, yes. we're in that same moment, and uh, Hawkeye is experiencing the snap, yeah. and um, his entire family just vanishes. Poofs. And yeah. he doesn't. The 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 crazy part is, he literally doesn't see it, and that's what I that's what I He's absolutely loved. Yeah. So yeah. he like it's, turns it's around, beautiful. and yeah. his daughter like you know disappears, yep. and then when he goes to look for the daughter, he like realizes that she is not around. And then she turns, he turns around again to like, tell like, you know, call the mom and the, the other two kids. Yep. And they're gone to like the way it was shot. was just so, yeah, yeah. it was just a, a, it was absolutely phenomenal. Such a warm, intimate family scene absolutely. too. They did, did such a great job. Like yeah. his, uh, the casting is so great. His kids are so adorable. Yeah. Like you just want to, you just want to hug every child in this movie, by the right. way. Like yeah. a, something of, like they really used leverage children to make to to like pull your heartstrings in this film. Yes. And 
And, you know, everybody who's seen this movie is talking about how much it made them cry. Right. Uh, it seems to be like the most common theme here is like this, the sadness that was yeah, evoked in this film. Yeah. I um, had to uh, wave some tears throughout the movie a few, yeah, a couple yeah. times myself. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think I actually teared up, but I, yeah. but I felt the sadness, like, especially yeah. when it came to another child we're going to talk about soon. Yeah. Uh, Tony's daughter right. later on is a big spoiler, yeah. but, um, Hey, we're talking uh, spoilers, so spoilers. Yeah, this, this this opening scene of Hawkeye, it it, it basically it's 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 launching you in the movie. It's, it's like okay, um, first of all, this is a this is a Hawkeye movie. It, it, the previous one wasn't, but if you're a Hawkeye fan, uh, here we go. You know, um, you can be rest assured that you're getting what you want now. Yeah. Um, and also, we like I said, we get like taken back to that moment of horror when we watched everybody vanish vanish in the snapture the snapture. Um, it, that uh, we get reconnected to that moment, yeah. and um, and uh, we just uh, we leave Hawkeye there, just, just running around yelling yeah. for his family, who just vanished. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, immediately mm-hmm. go to uh, space, yep. and uh, we go Jr. to Robert Downey Jr. And the scene that we've seen many times in the trailer, um, it's it's him and Nebula, and they're mm-hmm. trapped. Uh, their ship is disabled, and they're running out of air and yep. food. And they're gonna die. And I love the the fact that uh, we tune in to them, and he's teaching her how to play. Um, I guess it's called football. With like when you like roll up a piece of paper right. and you like flick it, and while the other right. person like you know what I mean. I, I actually that, love that, that game that we all played in, yeah, high, school in high school. Yeah, before there was beer school. pong. Yeah. yeah, like if you're <laughs> like the millennials won't know this, but uh, there was a time when there was no beer pong, and at parties no we cell would, phones. We would we would instead we would flick beer caps across mm-hmm. the room. Yes, yeah. And yeah, um that. and we'd play this game with 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 paper triangles. We'd fold yeah. a piece of paper into a triangle and we'd uh, play a little football game. Yeah. While the other um, person makes the goalposts on the opposite right. side. Right. So um um Tony Stark teaches this game to Nebula to pass time while yeah. they're dying uh, in space. Yeah. Um, and it's a cute little scene. It is uh, in a dire in an otherwise dire dark dark moments yeah. uh we have we have a little laugh and a little uh, warmth and and we really we really feel nebulous humanity um mm-hmm. in this movie this movie does a yes uh, this is heavily focused on nebula and that's the thing uh, one of the things that i really noticed about this movie is that um comparing it to infinity war right mm-hmm. like the two of them are, the two of them are like two bookends they're like one movie all, when you put them all together yes. um but uh there was a lot of characters in infinity war who had point of view uh, storylines who like it seemed like they were important to the movie mm-hmm. um who are not in this one like it flips to other focused characters yeah and um nebula is one of those and like i mentioned earlier hawkeye is another one of those yeah um, like i want to say nebula's char- nebula's role flips from gamora's role in the first movie right whereas gamora is kind of our uh maybe more most important female lead yeah. in infinity war uh nebula takes on that role yeah. um and Gamora kind of takes a more backseat, you, right. you know, which is understandable since she's dead. Since she's dead, yes. <laughs> um, but that doesn't last very long. Uh, as which we'll get, we'll get to. to. <laughs> um, uh, one thing about this opening sequence with Tony Stark, even though we've seen most of it already, um, uh, seeing more of it really, uh, I really got more of an impression of how shitty Tony Stark looked. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the beginning of this movie is so thin, thin and yes. sickly. Sickly, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like worried about Robert Downey Jr. in the beginning of this yeah, movie. I was yeah. like, you know, I mean, forget about um, how Tony Stark is supposed to be sick in this scene. Like, how did Robert Downey Jr. get into this terrible shape? Because he's shirtless yeah. and and like um, 
if there's no digital touching up going on there, then there's some serious acting uh, work going on there by yeah. Robert Downey Jr. to get himself in that shape for yeah. this role. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there haunting probably it was right? some digital touch up because um, <clears throat> remember these movies were shot back to back. Yes. Right, so uh, there probably was some digital touch-up now that you mention it, uh, but I did notice that he was very sickly looking, uh, right. especially when we uh, just I'm flash forward for a little bit. Uh, when we flash forward down to Earth and uh, they're sitting around that table, I noticed he was really thin looking there as well. Right. Right. So, but anyways, let's flash back up to the spaceship. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so we finally get the resolution to this scene that we did. We didn't know, like we we know Tony and Nebula get home to Earth from. Yeah. From, from the trailers, the, yeah, that we've seen. yeah. But we did, we had no idea how, and we find out now. Uh, it's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel uh, yeah. just arrives, and uh, it, this was kind of a surprise to me yeah. because I was honestly, I was expecting the scene from the end of Captain Marvel where she shows up um, in uh, Avengers headquarters. Yeah. I was expecting that scene to be a scene from this movie for some reason. I did, like, okay. I forgot. I, I forgot that's not how the the close this the credit scenes work they're yeah. actually scenes on their own that stand alone from the movies um yeah. so so that had already happened i was expecting to see that happen but that had already happened yeah so we just have to assume at this point that after the moment where captain marvel showed up and they're like who the hell are you mm-hmm. and she's like where's fury they say to her uh hold on before you worry about fury can you go see if tony stark's still alive yeah yeah um, and she uh, she obviously shows up, rescues them, and carries their ship back to Earth on her own. In a in like I thought that was an awesome little Superman moment. That mm-hmm. is just a brief moment in the film, and and there's so many like brief little awesome moments in this film that are just like a quick two seconds or three seconds, yeah. um, but are just beautiful like fandom moments that like as a comic book film fan, you're like wow that's cool and yeah. and that's something that we don't get enough of. And it's just this movie is just so loaded with stuff that we never get that just, we don't. Um, you know, it's epic achievement in every moment of this film, yep. right? Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so we're flashing down to Earth, right? Right. So <laughs> yeah, then so then so then Tony and Nebula get home to Earth, and do you want to do you want to talk about what happens there? Okay, so uh, off top of the dome, um, remember it's been four days; it's more fresh in your brain. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they're 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 devising a plan. They're 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 trying to figure out a plan uh, on how to uh, recover the uh, the Infinity Stones. So right, right, uh, right. they basically come up with um, uh, with a location. Um, uh, I forget how they they, they brainstorm. Down. They brainstorm and they talk about where do we know all the Infinity Stones were? We've yeah. all had encounters with each stone. This is so, no before that. Before that, our because mm. remember they. Oh yeah, I'm jumping plan. way ahead. I'm yeah, jumping yeah. way ahead. They oh, yeah. a plan, and I'm I can't remember who it was. Was it um, Rocket? That, uh, yeah, yeah. The um, they were like, on. okay, we want to go find. Yeah, they were like, we want to go find and kill. No, Thanos. it was Nebula. It was Nebula because she's right. like, oh, uh, Nebula, I know, Nebula, I know where he is. I know where he is. Yeah, that's right. But then at the same time, um, Rocket also said, well, there was this signal, this power signal that yeah. we saw. He used the Infinity Stones on Earth, and we just saw the same power signal uh, on another planet, distant, far away, two days ago. Yeah. So he used he used the stones again. So we know he's there. Yeah. Um, that kind of bugged me a little bit, and I, it's it's a minor thing. I don't want to harp on like the the minor things, but um, okay. in that moment, I was like, "How does Rocket know that? Like, who yeah. saw that energy signal on that distant planet? <laughs> and like, like, give me something. Like, give me a little bit more than that, right? But right. okay, it's fine. We'll move on. Um, uh, so I, I think what was most important so, about this scene was the uh, the dynamic between 
uh, Tony and and Captain America uh, mm. because uh, like as we said, Tony is like really sickly and he's yeah. also like really when he gets home, he's morbidly fucking depressed yes. about what happened and he is pissed off and he blames Captain America. Right, that's right. And he, this scene is probably one of my favorite moments in the movie because as a fan, he addresses all of the criticisms that I have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, toward the Captain America character okay. uh, throughout this whole, like throughout this whole saga. Um, like I have been totally against Captain America, like in civil war in um, like ever since the whole ballad of Bucky made him turn against his team. Right. Um, I just felt like it's not even his, his character's broken. I just felt like it was awful and wrong uh, the way things went. And I'm totally on Tony Stark's side in the fight as a result. So right. maybe that's maybe that's great storytelling. Maybe that's not a flaw of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fucking loved okay. this moment. Uh, forgot, forgot a huge moment, actually. Um, the part where he goes to the, um, the meeting, uh, Captain America. Yeah. This later on. That's after this, though. That's after the time jump. Um. Was it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, my bad. So at this point, Captain, like it's only 23 days after, after um, the the snap, yeah. And Captain America is still in fight mode. They're still like, we got to go find Thanos and fix this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Robert Downey Jr. is said says no. Captain America, Tony Stark says no. He says fuck you. He yeah. said, he he calls Captain America a liar to yeah, his face. That's right. He gets in his face and he goes liar. Yeah. And he and he says forget and he and he storms out and he's like I'm done. We tried, we failed. You said you said we if we lose we'll lose together. You weren't there, you know? I, yeah. You lied about that. You lied about everything. Um I, I have zero trust in you. That's what it was so real. It was so like okay, finally, this is what these two characters like. This is what this character would say to this character yeah. after everything happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just loved it, and uh, it, it, and dramatically, it <clears throat> it uh, sets up the the next step of the movie, which is uh, the other Avengers all go after Thanos without Tony Stark. Yeah, and they just go, they just find out where he is because of this energy signature yeah. plot device that we already talked about. And they just go find him, yeah. and then, uh, well, what I, I love the moment when uh, when Captain Marvel was like, "Okay, I'm, I'll check out the planet," and then mm-hmm. she comes back and she's like, "There's no one there. It's just him. There's no just guards. Him. There's no, yep. no, no, nothing. It's just him. There's no defenses. <laughs> there's no army. There's yeah. no base. Yeah. There's no ships. There's no satellites. It's just a farm and Thanos. Yeah. And uh, I forget who it is has a great line in response to her. Okay. It was uh, that's enough." meaning meaning like i'm still afraid like that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't console me at all i still think we're gonna die because we're going to fight try to fight thanos and and then they do go fight thanos and it's an easy fight yeah right because uh as we learn as we learn thanos is really weak at this point because two days ago when he used the infinity stones again causing that energy signature Mm -hmm. that that led them to find him uh the reason he used them was to destroy destroy the infinity stones yeah and when he did this, he really hurt himself badly. Yeah. And this is a recurring thing through this movie. Uh, this this condition that Thanos is in the beginning of the movie, we see other characters in the same condition later on yeah. from the same thing. Uh, his whole arm is burnt up, and yeah. the side of his side face of his is face. all yep. like, the whole like right side of his body where where he was wearing the glove yeah. uh, is burnt up. Yeah. Um, 
and he's weakened. Like when we see him, he's just like he's slowly walking through the garden, picking fruit, and he's yeah. making himself a soup, some soup. And he's and you can tell he's like moving slowly, and he's he's all injured, and he's and he's in a weak state when the Avengers find him. Yeah. So the Avengers easily defeat him, and then discover that the Infinity Stones are gone. Yep. Yeah. You forgot a huge part, man. Fucking Thor chopping his head off. That's the, that's coming up. I was oh, gonna, sorry. Like, <laughs> that. Um, okay, my bad. <laughs> of course, when they find out that the Infinity Stones are gone, yeah. they realize now they can't reverse the snap. Yeah. So they're pretty upset, and Thor doesn't take it well, and he just cuts Thanos' head off. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we're talking, like, we're still in the first 10 minutes of the movie, yeah. and we get this moment. Of like this is something we've never seen. We've never seen Thor decapitate, no, uh, especially like a name villain. Like yeah. maybe some maybe some foot soldiers might have got decapitated, yeah. but um, the big bad of the movie, uh, like Thor, the big hero, yes. uh, one of the big heroes in the movie, just just axes his head off. And you know what? It's beautiful. I went I went and rewatched this scene. Um, uh, you know, uh, shame on me, but I I, I downloaded a, a pirated camera so I could just after the fact <laughs> yeah. um I, know, I, I paid full price at the theater yeah. i will i will always support um yeah uh so reviewing this scene um this was the last moment in the film where we have thor young in good shape thor yep. uh like the thor from the previous films yep. um and after he kills thanos he turns from the camera and and we get a shot of his back and Thor walking out of the room into the into the sunlight outside. And he goes out of focus as he's walking away. And it's this beautiful visual farewell to Thor. Like that was the death of Thor that we know yeah. and the birth, the birth of a new Thor in that moment. Yeah. And there are so but we don't get a discussion of it. No. We just get it. We just get it on the screen. So and as fans, yeah. as fans, either you either you get that. Or you don't, right? Yeah. And, and so much of this movie is like that. Like, I swear, ninety five percent of this movie is going to fly over most casual fans' heads. Right. Who like? Because most people haven't watched every single MCU film, and most people weren't, you know, big Marvel comics fans growing up, and don't know like every detail of the lore, like like we do. Like, but um, like this movie is loaded with just stuff for those people, okay. and. This is a this is a, a beautiful moment for me. Uh, uh, Thor killing Thanos was, to me, the death of Thor, the death of classic Thor, anyway, and the right. birth of the birth of a new fun funner Thor yes. and uh, a Thor going forward that I, uh, we're going to see. I think great things from yeah. the next Guardians movie, at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, um, so so yeah, so um, that, back to Earth. Flashback, but also um, we get fade to black, and then we get five, five years, years later. later. Yeah. So, huge storytelling device happens in this movie is this five year time jump. We like they use this five year time jump to uh, advance the plot in major ways and just jump over things that might have required a lot of explaining, mm-hmm. uh, such as the another character who was killed basically by the events of the first movie and is reborn as a new character in this movie is the Hulk. Right. Right. Yes. Because I the next time, the that, next yes. time we see the Hulk after the time jump, mm-hmm. m- much like Thor, who we're going to talk about after completely new character. Yeah. It's professor Hulk now, basically from the yeah. comics. They don't call him professor Hulk, but, uh, it's, it's, it's David Banner, 
David Banner's personality completely in control of the Hulk's body. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to say was a lot of fun. What did you think about that? Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. Uh, again, another, another nice little, um, thing I wasn't expecting in this film. Um, we saw, uh, Hawkeye be turned into Ronan in the trailers. So that another, was another character killed by Thanos yeah. reborn as a character. Yeah. Uh, um, for that, sure. That's so that wasn't a surprise, yeah. but yeah, the whole Hulk thing, like when they flash, uh, Ender, like sitting in the, in that restaurant, whatever, uh, with the Hulk and he, he's wearing glasses and he's got, uh, Mark Ruffalo's face essentially. Oh. I thought that was great. And the he, kids come over and they're like, Hey Hulk, can we take a selfie? <laughs> the funniest scene. That, yeah. that is the funniest scene. Um, when, when we're, we're first getting the first conversation with, with this smart Hulk yeah, the- and Mark Ruffalo's acting finally gets to come through really yeah. well in the Hulk. A little bit in Thor Ragnarok, yeah. we got that conversational Hulk, yeah. but, but this is just Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, just, yes. just sitting and chatting calmly and it is so great because finally we get the like Mark Ruffalo's real talent, real ability to make you laugh and to move you really comes through now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I as a Hulk fan, I, I I'm a little bit torn honestly. Okay. Um, uh, at this point, I started thinking about all of the Hulk fans and and the the time in between Infinity War and Endgame and and the way Infinity War left the Hulk character. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is I feel like it, if it's not a plot hole, then maybe it's a it's one spot. And I, and again, I love this movie. Please don't think I'm bashing the movie because uh, I, you know what? This is something I'm going to say. Uh, this is something I've been meaning to say, Kev. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let me put a pin here. Um, <clears throat> I have criticisms of this movie, yeah, right? Yeah, no, of course. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still love this movie. I still think this is one of the greatest achievements in film history. Uh, I will give this movie all the credit is due. I will not bash this movie, but I will talk about my criticisms of it, and I will expect that people will be okay with that and not not get all upset about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my main criticism, I think, is the Hulk because, um, uh, like the death of the it's the death of the Hulk. When when Thanos defeats the Hulk in that first fight, you're like that can't be. This is the Hulk. Yeah. Right. He gets angrier. He gets more powerful. He gets more undefeatable. Right. right? And that did not happen. So the Hulk was broken and we wanted the Hulk fixed. And as Hulk fans, I think we wanted that that super unbeatable Hulk. Yeah. We wanted the, the way Hulk to be fixed would be for him to be unbeatable again. Yeah. But what they chose for instead is to give us this, this new Hulk who's completely in control, not angry. He's just kind of funny and he's brilliant. He's yeah. a genius. Um, and I love this new Hulk, but... I, I, I'm, I'm getting where Hulk fans are going to complain um, yeah. that we didn't get a resolution. We didn't get a rematch. We don't get, and that's like one of my biggest disappointments in this fight. We don't get Hulk does not get to fight Thanos again. Right. Um, he doesn't get to, to make up for that loss. So like, and I guess it goes along with a lot of other things that weren't, that weren't fixed. Right. Gamora is not brought back to life. They kind of cheat to get her back in the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Scarlett Which I Johansson thought was very well done. Anyways, um, yeah, no, it was it was they, fine. They, 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 yeah, they incorporated her back into it. I don't know. It I was fine. It was fine, but there are problems with the Soul Stone. Like, and uh, maybe I'm I don't want to skip ahead to the end of the movie, but yeah. um, like the whole Soul Stone, the Soul Stone thing gets weird in this movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we we should have gotten Scarlett Johansson back. Like I, and again, like okay, fine. I they do explain it. They being grown up and and accept that there are stakes. Fine, yeah. accept that that this movie will have more weight with me because that we because we lose characters. Yeah. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Natasha fan. Whatever her character's name even is, yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, Black Widow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still felt like her character deserved. Um, to come back in the end of this movie. Um, well, in all fairness, we we okay. So you know, there, same with Vision. You know, yeah, I was expecting to see Vision back. I, that one kind of surprised me. But with the the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, um, we're getting a spinoff of uh, Black Widow. So we are getting a standalone Black Widow movie. So I'm assuming this is going to be a how she became Black Widow movie, right? An origin story. An origin story. So that's what um, I expect. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of why they did it i don't know uh, or maybe that's why she's getting her own movie because they did kill her off in this film but again we jumped ahead yeah yeah okay <laughs> so, um so, i'm just uh, throwing that out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so anyway I, I forgot where we were exactly uh, uh we were at we we're actually uh five years later and uh boom we're in that meeting right. that i referred to right. earlier. so now we get that scene you were talking about yeah, yeah. So, uh, Captain America is in the scene. Uh, it's like, um, uh, I don't even know who the people are, but, um, I thought the this, Russo brothers are in this. You scene. know what? I thought that was them. That? I thought the guy it was with them. the glasses who's talking about his date. Yeah. That's, uh, I forget which Russo brother. I actually thought it was him, but I wasn't yeah, sure. It I is. Didn't, it I is. didn't look it up. But, it's um, awesome. yeah, it's I did see some little scene too. Yeah. Like he, he's a great actor. he like, he's, he really sells this little sad story that he's telling. The thing uh, that I thought was great about that, that whole story though is that he was setting up that he's gay and this is yeah. something that they've never done in any Marvel. Oh, really? Film. There's, is that true? Is there been any gay? Have they never had a gay character? I don't know. I've never really paid attention to that. No, no, I'm talking about in the Marvel cinematic universe. Mm. Um, not that I can think of. Yeah, no, the well, only gay, a, the only gay character I can gay. think of was, um, was her face in Deadpool. Um, sure. But this wasn't a superhero. This wasn't a, no, I'm saying, but in the MCU, I think yeah. this is kind of a big thing because they've so, never, they never talked about homosexuality. Never, ever referenced a gay right? character. Yeah, no, that may nothing. be true. I don't know. I that yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, the only one I can think of was, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on her name, uh, from uh, Nezasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, Nezasonic Teenage Nega, Warhead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she like she was basically a lesbian in part two. <laughs> right, and that's Deadpool. Deadpool doesn't even count, right? Because yes. that's like a no—that's a no holds barred kind yeah. of uh, situation. Well, I'm saying that's the only character I can think of, like right, remotely right. close. But anyways, right. I thought that was cool. I, I thought that was right. really, uh, really cool that he was saying right. I went on a date with this guy, and I was just like, "Do you say guy?" Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. and he was like, "Him." I went, I'm going out with him again. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. But anyways, yeah. um, that aside, um, this was a uh, a meeting, um, um, uh, like a survivor support. Group. Yeah, a support group. That's the word I was looking for. A uh, support yeah. group uh, with Captain America. Right, and so, Captain America is, ba- is basically basically the leader of these meetings. He basically is, he holds a support group yeah. um, for people who are just having trouble dealing with life after the, after snap, the snap and yeah. losing everybody. The world is a dark, desolate place. Half the people have disappeared. A lot of governments have collapsed. Everybody is just depressed. And the and the whole point of this 
this story that the that Russo's telling, uh, his character's telling, is just that how sad everybody is. He's mm-hmm. talking about going on, going on a first date for the first time and how five he, he and the other guy both cried during mm-hmm. the meal, uh, just talking about uh, the events. So it's five years later and everybody is still so depressed that they're just walking around crying in yeah, their everyday lives. Smoking around, yeah. Yeah, that's how sad it is. And um, and this is the scene that is set up for us, this dark, dark world, um, when we get uh, the introduction of the impetus for Act 2, I, I, I believe, uh, which is, of course, Ant-Man, yes. who uh, arrives in the movie for the first time uh, in a fun little scene, which I've heard, I've, I've already heard reviewers criticize it. Really? Um, why? But, because um, the rat brings them back. Yes, the rat thing. Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I've heard people say that it needs to be rat conned, which means, <laughs> which means they're going to have to tell some story later on to explain that that rat was actually being like psychically controlled by somebody or something. <laughs> really? uh, because um, uh, the way Ant Man returns, basically, the last time we saw him was at the end of Ant Man Two when he went into the quantum realm, yep. and. Um, uh, Pim and uh, I'm sorry, I forget his partner's name. Uh, who are there to bring him back from the quantum realm? Yep. They get they get vanished in the snapture. Yeah. So um, so Ant Man gets trapped trapped in the quantum realm uh, through all of Infinity War, and and in this scene uh, we see what what happened after. I guess we find the van that has the quantum device in it uh, that that sent him back. We find it; it's in a like a like a storage space, like, like a, a confinement or whatever, like um, uh, compound. Compound. That's, like, that's what I want to call exactly it. That's yeah. exactly the word I was looking but for. But it's like a it's like a locked storage unit. Yeah. With his stuff in it, it says Lang on it. It has yes. a sign on it. It says that's Lang right. for some reason. So yeah, you're right. We don't know. We don't know how Lang's Scott Lang's stuff got put into this uh, locked storage facility. Yeah. But um, we see there's a rat and it crawls over the control board. Uh, of the quantum machine and it acts and it, it presses the buttons and it turns it on and Scott Lang gets spit out of it. Yeah. Um, so he, he emerges back into the world uh, uh, post snap and just finds out that everybody's missing. And we get this great scene of Scott Lang just running around, like going, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I, what part I absolutely loved? Um, so when he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on, um, they have it set up with uh it's kind of it's kind of like um the um um the holocaust with um everyone's names on plaques yeah i thought that was great yeah there's a giant g- yeah. giant memorial in a park that scott lang comes across mm-hmm. and there's all these giant stones um it reminds me of the the vietnam memorial um right where they just there's just a plaque on the wall with all the the names of the missing or the fallen mm-hmm. um and and, uh, his daughter's name. and he just starts running around looking for him and his family's names. And he well, finds he, was, himself. he was essentially looking for his daughter's name because he kept on right. like he was like right. he was saying, "I can't remember his daughter's name now." And but then he right. sees himself, he sees his himself, name but on. not his daughter. Yeah, yeah. So so then the, the next scene we find him uh, going to his daughter's house and and reuniting with his daughter. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a it's a very moving scene because his daughter's five years older. She's yeah. grown up now. She looks like she might be seventeen years old. Yeah. Um, and he is obviously exactly the same age as he was when he went in. Um, and he's like, he has no idea what happened, but they just have this reunion moment. Um, that's really beautiful. Uh, And then we, and then we cut away. We don't, we don't get the scene of her explaining to him what happened. Um, then we go to Avengers headquarters and we, we check in with Natasha and we find out what, what condition she's been in, uh, after everything. 
And, uh, you know, it's not great. She's still at Avengers headquarters. Looks like she might be the only one there. She's like alone in a dark office and she's talking to holograms of, uh, I think it's Rocket, uh, Captain Marvel, yeah. Nebula, yeah. and Falcon. Uh, um, was it Falcon? I can't remember. Who are, who are all in different locations. Um, yeah. And they're just like having a meeting, basically, yeah. and they're reporting into her. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain no, no, Marvel. It was, it was uh, what's her face from um, from Black Panther? Um, oh, right, right Michonne. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I forget her name. Uh, yeah, I can't o- remember her, o- her name. something. Yeah, uh, that's, who, that's, that's who the other one was. Um, okay, so yeah, so they're like having a meeting, and they're, and they're just they're just basically uh, you know reporting back to her, and she's still trying to like run basically the Avengers kind yeah. of, or, yeah. or at least a shield kind of operation. Yeah. Uh, but there isn't a lot going on anymore, right? So they're all like. Except for Captain Marvel, who is off in the universe, like dealing with all the other planets that are having the same problems that Earth is, yeah. um, and there are a lot of them. So Captain Marvel actually says, "I'm probably not going to be back for a long time because yeah. there's so much out here for me to deal with." Yeah. Um, the other characters seem like they're dealing with minor stuff. Uh, like Falcon is chasing down Ronan because uh, we learned in this scene that Hawkeye has turned like vigilante, basically. Yes. And he's just hunting and killing gangs. Yes, uh, that that's that's what's become of him in his PTSD after losing his family, which is awesome, by the way. Right, that was a and, great scene. Uh, very, uh, very Black Rain. Remember the movie Black Rain? Yes, <laughs> kind of yes, remind me of that. Yes, yeah. So. We do get the, we when we finally do catch up with Ronan, uh, Scarlett Johansson tracks him down, and it's very reminiscent of. Uh, like when she tracked down the Hulk in the first Avengers movie, right. uh, Scarlett Johansson in her classic recruiting role again, yeah. she she finds Ronan and he's in the middle of murdering yakuza's yeah. uh, gangsters in a in samurai sword fights, uh, mm-hmm. which it's a cool it's a cool sword fight. Um, uh, but uh, like, what's up? Hawkeye has just basically turned evil, right? Like he's he's killing villains, he's killing criminals, but he's but he's just hunting and killing criminals. Yes. Like he's not like crime fighting he's 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 become like a, a murderer all yeah basically. well a, a hitman essentially right yeah an assassin yeah. Yeah. so yeah no i thought that was that was great yeah cool little dark turn for hawkeye because yeah. you know kind of a laughable well, character, character well his character became a little face. bit more badass which is yeah because well i think the character was laughable before like yes <laughs> and same thing with green arrow right like yeah. i like i i pick on any arrow fan like right. like it's it's hard enough to suspend your disbelief for Batman and believe that 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 that's a character, mm-hmm. but to suspend your disbelief to go one step further and say, okay, it's Batman, except he uses a bow and arrow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, like there's just no way I can get there. I, yeah. I just can't. I can't get there for those characters. Right. Um, so yes, I, I I like just Hawkeye with a samurai sword, just stabbing people. Uh, definitely, um, like I'm a character that I can. Get, get behind, behind a little. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, uh, I I don't know what I skipped there between the scene where Scarlett Johansson is just sad alone. Oh, in Marvel, um, this in is Avengers. where this is where uh, what's his face comes back, Ant Man, because um, yeah, because remember as soon as she hangs up like the yeah. uh, the the hollow hollow phone, we'll call it. Yep. Um, she kind of breaks down a little bit. She's just like. Yep. We see that she's not as strong as uh, she kind of appeared when she was having that meeting. Right. Um, she's having a sandwich or whatever. And then uh, in walks, if I remember correctly, Captain America. And um, and yep. she offers And basically, them... they have a conversation about moving on. Yeah. And, and she basically 
tells us that uh, lets us know that she can't move on that she feels like trapped in the past like everything she lost in the avengers was yeah. her whole life yeah and she she just needs to get it back and she can't let it go yeah um uh which is a you know just a great little scene letting us know where those two characters are at captain marvel uh, captain america and and natasha and then of course this is the moment that we've seen in the trailers yeah. where scott lang arrives and, and he he's at the back. front gate yeah. he's waving at the camera and like, uh no, captain, avengers captain america's like is this old footage because yeah. they think he's dead right yeah. Yeah. he was one of the people who got snapped they thought uh but uh she's like no it's the front gate he's here so yeah. scott lang shows up and he's immediately all hey guys time travel time travel time travel yeah i was tra- i was trapped in the quantum realm for the last five years and it was only five hours for me yeah so um like there's no hard fast rules about how time works in the quantum realm but if you can learn to navigate it you can use it for time travel and they're like okay that's a great idea but who's smart enough to do something like navigate time in the quantum realm yeah uh we're gonna have to go talk to that guy who told us to fuck off five years ago (laughs) who called captain america a liar to his face and said i have zero trust and i'm done yeah we're gonna have to go talk to that guy now Um, so, so our next scene, uh, that's where we go. We catch up with Tony Stark five years later. And we find out he has a daughter. It is a much different situation for Tony Stark than yeah. for everybody else. Right. Yeah. And this is a great little piece of storytelling device. If you don't know, by the way, and I'm going to spoil the ending right now. Right. If you don't know at this point at the movie that Tony Stark is going to be the one to win the whole thing for everybody, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, at the the way Infinity War ends, where Tony takes that personal loss, where Tony's the one who's stabbed by Thanos and then has to hold Peter Parker and watch him die, and where Tony and where where Doctor Strange gives up his main character, basically uh, is, is like the the whole thrust of his character protecting the Time Stone. Yeah. When Doctor Strange in that moment says, "I will give you this if you let Tony oh, Stark yeah, live," yeah, yeah. right. At that moment, we all should have known that Tony Stark is the hero who defeats Thanos. And all of the speculation for the last year that I have heard and seen and read, all of the, oh, Captain America puts on the Infinity Gauntlet and snaps and then it kills him. uh, Like, every fucking theory that was not Tony Stark wins this. Like, like how did you not see this setup coming? Because not only does Tony take the, like, one of the most personal hits and losses in the first movie, but in the second movie, Tony is the best off out of anybody, yeah. right? Like his his wife, well, well now his wife, they, yeah. they 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 got married in the past five years. They skipped over that. Yeah. Uh, she's fine. He comes home. He's still he's still a billionaire. He's still got a great comfortable life. Uh, he's got, still got his love of his life, and they have a daughter. Yeah. And he, now he's got this beautiful daughter who seems like she's about five years old. Looks like she like yeah. they had her right away. Yeah. Um, and again, with casting and children in this movie, this daughter is so adorable. You yeah. just want to hug her, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and maybe as a new dad, I'm a little bit extra more like that. I don't know. But I, like, you you just, like the, and immediately, like I didn't, like I said, I didn't cry during this movie, okay. but I felt the emotional stress of this, like yeah. of Tony and his daughter. We get such adorable moments with Tony and his daughter. We see, we see that Tony is the greatest dad ever. Yeah. Basically, and we see Tony happier than he's ever been 
since we've known him since the first Iron Man, yep. we see him at his most complete, most fulfilled, and most satisfied. And that, my friends, is the moment you should have known that Tony Stark was going to die. Yeah. Because your hero cannot, like, you can't, you can't have the hero of the movie completely satisfied and happily ever after in the first act of your movie or the, or the beginning of the second act. Mm-hmm. Um, like, clearly, this is this is all being set up, and it's being set up so beautifully, though. Like, like this is why people are saying like this movie broke my heart. This yeah. is why, I, like, a woman went to the hospital from uncontrollable from crying. crying. <laughs> that that was that was a news story I read today. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all <laughs> based in the beautiful work that is done in this movie. And another thing yeah. I want to say about this movie is that although it's rammed with so much stuff that you can't possibly talk about it all, like mm-hmm. we're almost an hour in and we're we're still in the beginning of the second act. Um, <laughs> Uh, there, it, it takes its time. It slows down in many points, right? Like the first, like all that, all that time we were just talking about, like, like after the five year time jump, it's so slow and so dark. You feel like all of the life and energy is sucked right out of this movie. There's no score even in those scenes. It's just like an eerie note playing in the background the whole time. Um, and this scene, again, we get these slow, beautiful moments with Tony and his family. Um, and the scenes after this actually, because, um, uh, you know, first we get the Avengers showing up to talk to Tony, yeah. uh, and uh, and he tells them no, right? Like they say, look, we we got this opportunity to time travel, and he's like, no. Yeah, don't forget the uh, the little um, when he's like, I love you, uh, and she's like, I love you. Yeah, that that's uh, coming after. Yeah, oh, that's okay. the next scene. Thought, oh, right, right. Okay, sorry. Right, yeah, right. So basically, he's like, he's like, look, I'm happy to see all you guys, but. Um, Look what I have now. Look at my daughter. Like, look at look at my life. I can't I can't risk this. And and what you're talking about is too risky. Time yeah. travel is crazy. Nobody's ever done it, you know. And the chances of surviving are are so little. He's like, it, if you can't bring come to me with a plan that's zero risk that you can tell me I'm going to survive for my daughter, then I'm not doing it. I'm sorry, but you can stay for dinner if you want because I miss you all. Yeah. So it's a it's 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 not like an angry contentious scene the way the last time we saw Tony. You know, a lot of healing has obviously happened. Yeah. But still, the team is not reuniting at this moment in the in the plot. Yeah. Tony is Tony is fully ensconced in, in his happiness. Mode. Yes. Right. Yeah. And um, you know what? The events of Infinity War left him with PTSD. You know, just like everyone else. Yeah. And um, and this is this is his reaction to it. And um. Uh, this really troubles me a little bit, you know, and I guess this is again great storytelling. This is heartbreaking storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, because I I I kind of wanted Tony to just stay in that moment. Like I didn't, I kind of agreed with him. Yeah. I like I, um, you know, I was like, yeah, don't do it, you know, yeah. uh, be, raise that beautiful little girl, and the world will be okay. Like Thanos isn't coming back, you know. If you don't go after him, he's not going to come after you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for me as a dad. I I would let half the world die to 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 be able to spend the rest of my life with my daughter, right? Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, troubling uh, troubling stuff, but uh, just brave storytelling, like not afraid to like stick that that thumb in my ribs and make me uncomfortable, right? Like yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, so. Yeah, like Tony sends them, Tony sends them away, and then we get more scenes of Tony at home with his Who's with his daughter, daughter. Yeah. and he's like putting her to bed at night, and she says this heartbreaking line, you know, "I love you three thousand. Yes, and he's like, "Oh," and 
you know, again, the the they let these scenes breathe, like they they they're slow and they're and they're relaxed and and they let Robert Downey Jr. act mm-hmm. and and he's and Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in this film is so great. Like he he really does. This is this is uh, the final installment to the Iron Man series of films in a lot of ways, and and the same as it is to Captain America, the same as it is to a lot of a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. This movie is just like an, another installment of all of these characters' movies. In, in at some point, everybody gets that right. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets their point in the driver's seat of this movie, mm-hmm. where 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 it becomes true to the storylines that have been told in their own movies. Right. Um, and this is something that people have been, you know, saying over and over again, this is not a new thing that I'm saying, but, um, you know, uh, Kevin Feige, the Russo brothers, the, the screenwriters whose names I forget right now, absolutely deserve all the praise you can get because, you know, like I've said, I can't, can't say it enough. This has never happened before in films, yeah. right? Like, Nobody has ever achieved this level of story. 22 films, 10 years of storytelling, yeah. all coming together and all, all of it comes together in this movie. Yeah. It, it's all in there. It truly is bookend from Iron Man to this. Um, yeah. yeah. And from Captain America, the first man. Yeah, yeah no, but I, I feel like the connection is really more towards uh, the first Iron Man. Cause, um, I don't know if you did. You stick around to the end. Like there's no there's no post credits. Yeah. Right. But you do hear at the very end some clanging, and I heard that that's supposed to be a representation of Iron Man building the suit in the cave for the first time. So you hear. I don't know. Did you stick around or no? No, I didn't because yeah. you told me. Yeah. Nothing. There's. It's, it's really <laughs> it, honestly. It's not worth staying for. Well, you hear clang, clang, Which clang. is supposed to reference what, though? It's supposed to reference like a, him building the suit in the first film. Just be like a, like a, like that's I what I, this that's what I heard. Okay. So, you okay. know, like in the, in the first film when he's in that, in the cave and he's like building the suit, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, right. apparently that's supposed to reference that. It's really not worth sticking around. That's why I said, don't bother. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't even like mention that I was there. Uh, cause mainly because at first when, when I told you, I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> right. Right. So, but yeah, I, I, um, I did some, I came across a video or something like that right. where they, where they, uh, speculated that's what, that's what it was. So right. in a way it's kind of bookending the first film with, uh, with this. Right, right, right. right. Looking at the, the time, looking at the time here, I can see we're like not even halfway through this movie, but no. we got to wrap up in like ten minutes. So yeah. this is definitely going to be part one of our of our Endgame review. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, but um, okay, so let's think about what we want to get to here. Um, okay, so Captain um, uh, Iron Man is with his kid. Yes. We we go to them trying to figure out time travel. Excuse me. Yeah. Back in headquarters. And there's a lot of references to uh, Hollywood movies in this, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, um, they make a lot of Back to the Future. Yeah, jokes. of course, Back to the Future comes up. Um, they're talking about like the whole like butterfly effect. So, what if you like move something, will it like affect the future? And uh, Professor Hulk, as you referred to him, was like, uh-huh. "Yeah, that that that's all that doesn't happen." 
that's yeah no yeah, when you change the past crazy. when they change your past you create a new timeline yeah there's no apparently you don't you don't yeah. you don't affect your current timeline yeah. if you want to affect your current timeline you got to make a change in your current timeline yeah. basically is the rules that they set up uh early on in this which uh i agree with um you know, you can argue about how time travel should work forever, and you'll never win that yeah. argument. But and, I, I until you build a fucking time machine yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, no, I was so. totally okay with the rules of time travel as they were established in this movie. Yeah. But I was glad they established it, and I was, I was, I did enjoy the all the jokes about all the other time travel movies yeah, that they yeah, threw, of yeah. um, and how time travel is supposed to work. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we probably soon after that cut back to Tony Stark. Sitting at his computer, mm-hmm. figuring out how to make time travel work safely, yeah. and of course he does right away. Yeah. And then we get a great scene with Tony and Pepper, where he's like, um, uh, "I figured out time travel," yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, oh, I guess you're gonna go save the world and die then." Yeah, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I guess I am." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I had a little trouble there. Like again, like this decision that he made. To go and and like basically he knew he was going to die. Everybody knew he was going to die when yeah. he made that decision. It seems like he he had a decision like that in every Iron Man movie. It's true to character. Like it is absolutely what Tony Stark would do. Like mm-hmm. we've seen him do this many times. We've seen him make that decision. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go die now to save everybody. Yeah. And then he always miraculously survives. Um, but I mean, we had to expect in Endgame that that he wasn't going to have the miraculous survival this time, right? Especially now that they've set up his successor, his daughter, who is obviously going to be a future Iron Man. Okay. Right? Don't you think? Didn't yeah, you feel well, that? Well, uh, to be honest, I never read an Iron Man comic, so I'm uh, not sure yeah. how that plays out in the comics. Yeah, no, it does. That's, so, that's not what happens in the comics, I no, don't think. Okay. But Which, I think. They, happen, they, yeah, he course. is replaced by a female, though. Yeah, okay. He is he's replaced well, by a by a young a young female, but okay. she's a black female. Oh, really? Okay. Well, later on, we see Pepper Potts in the uh, in the suit again. So clearly, she uh, she he made her a new suit, a new suit. And yeah, he talks about that because uh, his daughter shows up wearing it, and he's like, "I'm making that for mommy. What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we see that, and uh, yeah, no, you're you're probably right. Uh, I don't see I don't see why it wouldn't happen down the line. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna see um, or hear the Stark name again uh, right. in the next ten years. Basically, I expect Iron Man to become like Iron Family, basically the way Shazam is Shazam Family, right? right. Yeah, which is possible. Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much anyone can don the Iron Man suit. We have War Machine, right? So oh yeah, there's you know, and the Iron Man suits can just fight by themselves. Like yes. we don't even need a person in them. So that's true. We saw that in Iron oh. Man Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, the the Stark tech that already exists. Um, we don't need to have Tony Stark to have you know Iron Man and Stark yeah. tech all over the place. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, time travel. We. Uh, um, they're still trying to work it out. Right. Um, there was that great and, scene where they keep flashing, uh, Scott, um, back in time and he came back as different. They're testing it. Yeah. yeah as different, like Scott ages. Lang, Scott Lang yeah. gets sent back in time, comes back, uh, as 20 a, years younger. Yeah. Then he get, goes away, comes back 50 years older, yeah. goes away, comes back as a baby. As a ba- <laughs> goes away. It's funny as heck. Yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. And then he, and when he comes back, he's like, one of, one of my, one of my, let me say someone, one of my, uh, 
things peed in here? Yeah, <laughs> no, somebody somebody peed my pants. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was baby me or old man me, but yeah. it, it might have just been me me. <laughs> uh, that was hilarious, hilarious line. But basically, this scene is to demonstrate to us that they're lost on how to do time travel, and yes. that and that they they need Tony Stark's help, which is fine because Tony Stark shows up right away. Yeah. We don't mess we don't mess around with Tony Stark getting on board with the plan, which is good because we got a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah. Um, but he shows up basically. He's like. Okay, I I built this, and he shows them the wristband that he made, which is a I what did he call it a time comp not a compass but a GPS some time GPS GPS time GPS yeah. right to navigate the quantum realm and go where they want in time and turn yeah. the quantum realm into a time travel machine. Yeah. Um. So immediately we're like, okay, that's the plan. We're going to use the time travel machine. We're going to go back and get the stones. We're going to uh, make our own infinity gauntlet. Yeah. And we're going to staff everybody back to life. Yeah. Um, we have some pin particles, but we only have a limited amount of pin particles yeah. and we eat a pin particle to do the time travel. So we only have one shot at this because we only have enough pin particles for one shot. And so no mistakes. Back. Yeah. One there, right. one back was the uh, setup. Right. right. So we have a fun little brainstorming session scene where all the Avengers are just sitting around headquarters talking about when they have seen the Infinity Stones before and what would be the best points in time to go back and steal them from. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, we map it out and we divide up our teams and then we basically go. We, we're getting three teams to go out in search of the Infinity Stones and bring them all back. And um, uh, we go on this time heist adventure. Yes. Which is a lot of fun. Um, the first team, I believe, is it's Captain America, it's Iron Man, and it's Ant-Man. Okay. Was there a fourth? I'm trying to remember. No. I don't think so. I think no, it's three. three of them. Yeah. yeah, three of them, and they uh, they go immediately back to the Battle of New York from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no, and uh, Hulk, Hulk. Oh yeah, oh, no, Hulk's no, no. with them too. Yeah, yeah, Hulk, because he Hulk's goes back to New too. York as well, right? What so. what a great team! When I saw this team, I was like, okay, this is such a great team up. It's it's these three great characters that we love already that that known each other for so long. Plus, we threw Ant Man in there, Paul Rudd, uh, for to give us a new perspective on everything. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Hulk is new Hulk. So when we go back to the Battle of New York, we have all old Hulk running around smashing things. And then we have new Hulk kind of cracking jokes at old Hulk's expense. It's yeah. like, that's, embar- that's embarrassing. Yeah. We, and really funny. Like, Mark Ruffalo, again, so funny in this movie. Yeah. And, and, and like, it's the first time it's really able, he's really able to use his ability yeah. uh, to, to make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he was, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I absolutely love Professor Hulk in this. I thought it was great. Uh, you're saying you weren't too partial with him, but no, I no, I liked it. I liked it, but I just, uh, it's a different character, right? Like yeah. it's like to me, Hulk died and was replaced with this guy yeah, who yeah. is not that Hulk anymore, right? But I like this guy, yeah, so okay. like I'm not like I'm not mad at this guy. I I do kind of miss. I, I wish I wish for the more classic comic book Hulk, the, the okay. Hulk that just gets, the Hulk just gets, gets angrier and angrier and more, yeah. more, more powerful. Okay. But, but, but Hulk you know, we back, this. this is, this is fun too. This is yeah. fun too. Uh, quick yeah. question then. Um, so in planet Hulk, uh, yeah. was he smart? Was he sophisticated in that film? He was basically the Hulk from Thor Ragnarok okay. in that, like right. he was, he was smart enough that he could be conversational, but he was not David Banner smart. Right. He was not, he was not Bruce Banner smart, so okay. I keep calling him Dave because I'm, I'm an old man and I remember the TV show from yeah, the 80s. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. And anyway. Um, so ah, we want to wrap it there and we can pick ah, up. 
we've we've gotten so you know we we, ah, we have we barely scratched the surface. Yeah, we no, barely we're scratched like the halfway surface. through the film. We just got to the time travel. We yeah, just got to the time travel, and yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. huge plot plot in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, no, I, there's so much more I wanted to I want to talk about the rest of this movie so badly, and I yeah. can't right now because. Game of Thrones is going to start in 15 minutes, and and I really got to be present for that. No that's worries, man. No worries. Huge. Um, so uh, okay, we'll just call this uh, the end of part one for now, and we will pick up part two. Uh, you know, maybe tomorrow, as uh, soon yeah. as we can, if we can do that. Uh, just uh, one question. Yep. Oh, why did it sound so weird? <laughs> I don't know. Did you did you hear that? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it I sounded, it sounded off. Technical difficulties. Yeah, I don't know are what's going on. My, my Please do not adjust your sets. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. You want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, well. That's the end. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Well, um, I I think Janet doesn't want to show up because she's protesting the fact that we are we are stopping halfway through our review of this. Movie. She wants to know how it ends. She wants to know how Tony Stark saves everyone. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's weird. Maybe, uh, sorry, a little technical difficulties. I know, I know, you have to go. So, you know what else I was surprised by? I'm going to throw that's this in. The end? Talking this there she is. There she is. Yes, <laughs> Janet. Janet, it's not the end. It's only con- to be continued. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really want to talk about Captain America wielding Thor's hammer. Oh, what what a fun fight! So scene fucking great. What okay. a fun fight scene but that was. Let's save that for. Episode two, our volume, okay, volume part two, two, part two, part two coming soon. Whatever you want to call soon. it, it's time for Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm probably gonna sit down and watch some of it tonight, but I'm gonna PVR and probably finish it tomorrow. Okay, yeah, so, so I'm actually can... I'm actually looking forward to this episode because this is where it goes down. So, okay, so maybe we can finish our end game review tomorrow, and then we can do our Game of Thrones review the day after that. After you finish watching, sounds good, my friend. All right, brother. Sounds like a plan. The craziest fan fiendom weekend continues. Uh, (laughs) Endgame already 1.2 billion. The greatest, the biggest opening weekend of all time. 300 million. What was it? 301 million uh, in North America alone. Huge, huge, huge. Anyway, I am banking that this is going to beat Titanic's title and and knock it off the number one spot. Let's keep our fingers crossed. (laughs) Our fingers crossed. Titanic. Avatar? Avatar? No, 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 no. Ty- oh, man. Yeah, I think Avatar already did that. Man. Okay, okay. I, I misspoke. Maybe, maybe Avatar is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Whatever one is at three billion total. Anyway, yeah. I think I think this movie is going to beat that. I'm, I'm banking on it. I'm hoping okay. that this movie is going to become the number one movie of all time. It deserves it. Yes. Um, and we're going to talk a lot more about it in part two coming soon. There you go. And then on that note, thank you for listening to this podcast episode ten. Please check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash both this podcast. Check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash for this pod. That's both this podcast two and a four, the way 90s rappers can do it. Because me and my brother Kavindicator have to beat this afternoon. <laughs> have a good night, y'all. Good night.